I want to welcome you in the name of Jesus. Great to have you at CRC Durban and Belito this morning. Come on, Durban, let's give everybody a great big welcome this morning. Great to have you, all of you watching on YouTube, Facebook, listening on Zeno FM podcast, and also out there on Faith TV and Belito TV. Come on, we give them a great big welcome this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And hallelujah, great to have all of you this morning. And while you are standing, I want you to take your Bibles, please. And we're going to turn to the book of 1 Kings chapter 18. Why are we still standing? Because God is still good. He's still God. He's still holding. He's still in control of everything. And I want to tell you while you're looking for 1 Kings this morning, and please get my sound right, 1 Kings 18, and what I want to say to you this morning is God is going to interrupt the clock. God is going to interrupt the calendar for your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. God is going to interrupt the clock and He's going to interrupt the calendar. What the enemy intended for your harm, God's going to turn around for your good in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I hope my sound out there is better than what my sound is on here, that you can hear me. 1 Kings chapter 18. My title of today's message, because we're talking about living from God's perspective that gives us the advantage. We're talking about not placing the limits of man and the limits of circumstances upon our lives just because our breakthrough doesn't come packaged the way we want it. So today, can you see the cloud? 1 Kings 18, reading from verse 41, the Bible says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of the God that we serve who's going to change the clock and change the calendar. I hear the sound of a great future for every South African. I hear the sound of good things coming to Durban. I hear the sound of great things happening in KZN. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Did a wedding two weekends ago, and they had these plans to have this beautiful wedding. I won't say whose wedding it was, but for any single ladies in the house, he's taken. He says, amen. But they planned to have this garden wedding and it rained. I said, oh, rain is a sign of blessing. Rain is a sign of blessing. And you bring, better bring me that little blessing after the service. You know who I'm talking to. For there is a sound of the abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. There he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. There is nothing. For us to live the life God's got for us, we're going to have to see things differently. We're going to have to see things through the eyes of faith. Elijah, the man of God, says there's a sound of the abundance of rain. I feel it. I feel that God is going to do something in our church. I feel that God is going to do something in my family. I feel that God is going to do something in my business. I feel that God is about to do something in my career. I feel that God is about to move. I see. I hear. The rain's coming. Servant says, I see nothing. And seven times he said, go again. And then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud. Come on, there's a cloud. As small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. Listen, all you need is a little hope. All you need is a tiny opportunity. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. So he said, go up to, uh, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was heavy rain. There was great blessing upon the land. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. 
God. You may be seated. Is about to interrupt the clock and the calendar. Many times before a great harvest comes a famine. God is about to interrupt what has happened in your life over the last two years and about to turn it around. We are speaking about preparing for 2022. A year prophetically declared as a year of many breakthroughs. Can you see the cloud? Can you see the cloud? How are you getting ready for 2022? Amos 9 verse 13, the message translation. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. Well, there's not much time left between now and 2022. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings, 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 blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I want to say to you this morning, and I want you to hear me, and I pray that in the name of Jesus, you wouldn't hear a man preaching, that you wouldn't hear just a sermon, but you would hear the Spirit of the living God talking to you, talking to your spirit, not to your reason, not to your intellect, not to your understanding, but that you would get a revelation of something on the inside, that no matter what you are facing, no matter what you are experiencing, no matter how dark and, and sad your circumstances might be, you'll say, I believe. I believe God is going to turn it around. I believe God is setting me up. I believe that 2022 is going to be my year of many, many breakthroughs. But in order for you to experience it, you've got to take the first step. The first thing you have to do on every journey is take the first step. Take the first step. Take the first step. 2022 is my year where I'm going to lose weight. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And? Have you signed up at the gym yet? Huh? Have you stitched your mouth closed yet? 2022 is the year in which I'm going to buy my first car. My brother, my sister, I agree with you. But have you got your license yet? Any journey starts with taking the first step. 2022 is the year of breakthrough in my marriage. And are you talking to your wife more nicely now? Do you get my drift? We want to move in a certain direction and we want to trust God. But there's the God part and there's the man part. Elijah, the man of God, makes a prophetic declaration and he says, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear that 2022 is going to be a year of many, many breakthroughs. Amen. What are you doing now? Go outside and have a look. There's nothing. I've heard it all before. I've been down that line before. I've heard that Christianese before. Listen, my brother, we're not talking Christianese. We're talking about a real relationship with God. I spoke to somebody the other day, and they said, you're intimidating when you speak. I said, why? They said, because you're so forceful. It's not forceful. It's not uh, intimidating. It's not arrogance. It's a revelation that I believe God is real. I believe that God exists. I believe that God wants to turn your life around. I believe that God wants to see 10% of KZN saved. I believe the God that I serve. I'm not in this as a career. I'm in this because I believe in God. But you have to take the first step. You have to, you have to. It doesn't matter who's next to you. You've got to take that first step. We had, we had a seminar in our church over the weekend, Friday night, Saturday, and it astounds me. I know we're busy, but, but, but what's your priority? Because until you take the first step to renew your mind, you can't progress. 
Because when the noise of the world is coming into you more than the Word of God coming out of you, you're going to be in this, this, this place where you, you battle all the time. In actual fact, in 1, 1 Kings 18, Elijah asked them, Stop vacillating between two gods. Either the Lord is the Lord or He's not. You've got to stop playing half Christianity. One day you've got a foot in the world and the next day you've got a foot in the church. And, and one day you've got a foot in the world and the next day you've got a foot in the church. And, and now you're offended with the church because it's, it, it's in opposition to the world. And now you're offended with the world because it's in opposition to the church. Listen, you can't play this game. Christianity is not a game. That's why I say when we read the Bible, let's stand. Let's begin to honor the Word of God as if it is the Word of God because it is the Word of God. Let's begin to respect it like we respect people. Let's begin to respect the church like we respect other institutions. I mean, I love sport, but I watch how the sporting world honors people and I look at how the church gossips about people. And I'm generalizing, not our church. Not CRC, not many other churches, but some churches. How Christians attack the church. Christians. Oh, that church doesn't care for me. Excuse me? Must I take the phone records of my staff and show them how many times they've called you? And you've just pushed the button and said, I'll call you back and you never do? People criticize us for caring and then they criticize us, the same people, for not caring. Let's get saved. Let's get onto God's agenda. Let's get passionate about what matters to God. Let's get our faith back. Let's get our fight back. Let's get our purpose back. Let's get our joy back. Let's get everything that God has for us. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He warns us. But Jesus says, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Oh, somebody with the abundant life of God in their spirit, jump to your feet and just give God some praise. Somebody there in Belito, somebody watching on Faith TV, somebody listening and watching on Faith uh, Belito Television, just give God some praise. Some praise, because he's God. He's in control. I mean, your faith in God is revealed by your reaction to his word. Well, you know, you've made me stand up now three times in this service in the first 10 minutes. You've made us clap hands, and that's all emotional. And you made a shout, hallelujah, or honolulu, or waikiki, whatever it is you've done. The Bible says, shout unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It doesn't say come before the Lord all the time, whinging and moaning and whining and criticizing and gossiping. What's the biggest sin, gossip or adultery? Oh, you see what? That guy is an adulterer. And you? You? You are a gossip. The Bible says if you find somebody and if you are spiritual, go and help him. Not judge him. Gluttony is a sin. You that found the chocolate with the peanuts and raisins in it, that new one, the ice cream that you can't buy anymore because the ice cream that chuckles in is always sold out, and you worried about the brother who's in that sin because your sin is gluttony. You ate all two tubs by yourself and bought another tub so I couldn't get one. Isn't it amazing how we are? We judge others because they sin differently. Shouldn't we just say, thank you, God, that you saved me. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. And because I'm found, I'm going to reach my brother, and I'm going to reach my sister, and I'm going to reach my cousin, and I'm going to reach my work colleague, and I'm going to reach my staff, and I, I want to serve you, Father. I want to serve you. Your faith in God is revealed by your reaction to His Word. Your trust in God your expectation of God, your faith manifests in how you respond to His Word. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17 verse 7, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. Blessed is the man who what? Who trusts in the Lord. 
whose hope is the Lord, whose hope is not in a political party, whose hope is not in a sports team, whose hope is not founded in, a, in, in making money, whose hope is the Lord. It doesn't mean we mustn't play sport, and it doesn't mean we mustn't be successful in business. In actual fact, we must be successful. It doesn't mean that we mustn't be politicians, but we've got to understand that the only hope of this world is found in Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Acts that it's in Him that we live, move, and have our being. It's in Him. In Him. In Him. And if you are in Him, you're going to live differently. Proverbs 3 verse 5, trust in the Lord with part of my heart. No, with all my heart. I love this part. And lean not on your own understanding. I sat here in yesterday's seminar and Pastor Aiden made a statement. I tell you, it blessed me. And I won't tell you what it was because it was very personal to me. Because he's a very clever man and I'm not as, as, as blessed as him in those areas. And he said, the one thing that he admires about me was just that I, I have this faith in God. And I thought to myself, thank God I'm dumb. Because I just believe him. If God said it, settles it. If God says I'm blessed, it doesn't matter what my current circumstances say. If God says I'm the head, not the tail, it doesn't matter that I feel right at the bottom of the, of, of, of the situation right now. If God says I'm going to get through it, I'm going to get through it. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For God, you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Surely you prepare a table for me in the presence of my, of my enemies. Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm dumb enough to believe it. I'm dumb enough to agree with it. I'm dumb enough to take the first step in seeing God orchestrate the deliverance that He has for His people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is. Notice it doesn't say now faith was. It doesn't say faith, now faith could have been. Faith might have been. It says now faith is, I've got to take the first step. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained, those that went before us, a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Then it goes on, it says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more, a, a more better sacrifice. It says, by faith, Enoch, but without faith, verse 6, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who, what? Diligently seek him. By faith, Noah. What did Noah do? He built an ark. We know what the ark is because we've been told from a young age what the ark is, but if you understand Noah's situation, he was living in a desert. Noah, yes God, build me an ark. Sure. God, you know me, yes. I'll do anything you tell me to do. Yeah, that's why I've chosen you. Just one question, God. What's an ark? For us, it's a stupid question. Well, no, I want to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to rain down on this desert. Great. What is rain? You see, we see things from our perspective. And we don't put ourselves in the shoes of other men of God and women of God that have gone before us and looked at what they were facing and their contexts. And we think it's unfair that we're facing battles and we think we're facing them alone, but God has given us His Word, He's given us His presence, He's given us His power, He's given us a tool called the church, the place called the church, He's given us gifts in the church. By faith, Abram obeyed God. Romans chapter 4, verse 17, God says to Abram, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of Him who He believed. God, Abram believed God, who gives life to the dead, are there any dead things in your life that God needs to bring life to? Dead relationships, dead careers, dead businesses, dead 
witty ideas that God gave you, dead skills that you've left lying on the sidewalk, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Oh, I've fallen out of love with my wife. I've fallen out of love with my wife. She irritates me. She does this, she does that, she does that. Listen, have you heard what you're saying? God who gives life to the dead, who calls those things that be not just as if they were. So tell me, pastor, how's your marriage? Great. Tell me, pastor, how your kids? Awesome. Tell me, pastor, how's your church after you got ransacked during the riots? It's the best it's ever been. Tell me, pastor, how the people, the most awesome people? Tell me, pastor, what is happening in your life? I am so blessed, I can't contain myself. What am I sometimes doing? I'm calling those things that be not just as if they were. I'm declaring what God says about my circumstances instead of meditating on the problems. I don't see a future in South Africa. Bye-bye. Because wherever you're going, you have the same attitude. Because you're living with stinking thinking. We all call to live by faith. Christians are called to live by faith. Hebrews 11 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Who contrary to hope and hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith. I've got faith. Let me see. Let me see how you serve God. I've got faith. Do you tithe? Do you tithe? Oh, now he goes the money thing. Well, Jesus calls the money the least. And he says, if you're not faithful in unrighteous mammon, how am I going to give you to you the true heavenly riches, wisdom, revelation? Ah, ah, you're scratching where it's itching. Exactly. Come, Pastor, let me give you a prophecy what the Lord told me about the church. Before you prophesy, let me ask you, where does your tithe go? Because where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And while you prophesy over the church, as soon as it gets uncomfortable, you've gone. Bye-bye, bless you, go wherever you want to go. Listen, let's, let's get rid of the flaky stuff. If we're going to walk in all God has for us in 2022, let's get back to the Word of God. Let's get back to the promise of God. Let's get back to the principles of God. Let's get back. Let's do what God's called us to do. Let's stop the nonsense. Let's stop the, 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 the religious rhetoric. Every man of God and woman of God that's accomplished anything that God told them to do, did it by faith. Abram is known as the father of faith. What's that going to do with a cloud? I'm getting there. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Watch this. And I pray this over every single person here in Durban, Belito, watching on Belito TV, Faith TV, all the channels this morning. I pray this. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Come on, say it. Glenn, I will not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. I'm not going to waver at the promise of God. God has said it. I believe it. That settles it. I believe it. I'm going to get somewhere with this. I'm going to get somewhere. Listen, listen. Where's the promise? Where's the word for, for, for the scripture that refers to, to, to a year of many breakthroughs? I'm going to give it to you. Where's the word that's going to tell me I'm going to see divine restoration and recovery? I'm going to give it to you. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. That's why you need to be in church. The corporate belief, the coming together, was in Belito this week with about 60 of our leaders. What an awesome atmosphere. And I believe Belito is going to explode. But we have to get together. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced. Another translation says, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. What has God promised you? A promise of divine restoration and recovery, a promise of many breakthroughs in 2022. What has God given you? What has God put in your hand? What is God wanting to hold you accountable for? Because we want to hold God accountable, but then we don't want to take the step. Moses used a rod to deliver a nation, Exodus 14, 21. David used a slingshot to defeat a giant, 1 Samuel 17, verse 49. A boy gave his lunch to feed a multitude, 
John 16 verse 9, they took the step. And there's always a step that you can take in the right direction. But you have to live with a positive expectation in who God is and what God does. Can I ask you again? Can you see the cloud? Have you got enough faith to see the cloud? Have you got enough faith to see that Durban is a prosperous city? Have you got enough faith to see that we all see the coming together of all different races and cultures in our church and we're going to see God bring healing and restoration to our city and to our nation? Can you see the cloud? Will you be like a Caleb who says we are well able or will you be like the, the 10 negative spies who said we are like grasshoppers in our own sight? You see, when you do the possible, God does the impossible. Like a Naaman in 2 Kings 5, when Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be clean. He didn't want to receive that word from the man of God because he thought it wasn't dignified enough for a person of his stature. They should have maybe rolled out a, a nice chariot and, and put him in the front of the church on a leather seated whatever. But his servant said, if the prophet came to you and told you to do something great, you would have done it. But because he said, it's time to humble. Isn't it time that some of us have to humble ourselves in the sight of God and say, listen, we've tried to do it ourselves. It doesn't make sense. We've never got the real breakthrough. We've tried to work it this way and it didn't work this way and it didn't work that way. And I've used my intelligence and my intellect and my reason and I've listened to my granny and my auntie and my uncle and my brother and this one and that one and that person that I thought was clever and I still haven't got my breakthrough. Isn't it time to trust the Lord? Isn't it time to take a step in the right direction? And to do the possible and let God do the impossible. Like in Ahab in 1 Kings 18, there's a sound of abundance of rain. Verse 44, it says, Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud. He was made to go and look seven times. There's a cloud as small as a man's hand. It doesn't matter how simple the instruction from God, how mundane the instruction from God, how nonsensical the instruction from God, when you do your part, God will do His. There's a sound of the abundance of rain. It's time to open your umbrella. It's time to open your umbrella. You see, you've got to prepare for 2022. I'm hoping, I'm going to offend somebody now. I don't know whose umbrella this is. I'll buy you a new one. You see, some of us are coming to church and there's no expectation. We didn't bring an umbrella. Some of us are talking about 2022 as being a year of breakthrough, but we're not willing to take the first step. We're not willing to, 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 to get back into the presence of God and get back into the promise of God and get back into the purpose of God. And then there are some of us that are coming, and, and because we spoke about divine restoration in 2021 and, 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 and things didn't work out. So we've got a broken umbrella. I'm buying you a new one, by the way. It's called divine restoration and recovery. I'll buy you a bigger one and a better one. <laughs> Pastor, I can't believe you just broke the umbrella on the platform. I did because I want to say to you, it doesn't matter if you come with a broken umbrella, but at least come. It doesn't matter where you are right now, but come. Change the expectation. Change the the treasure that is in your heart and say, listen, I'm broken, I'm struggling, I'm weak, but there's something about this God that brings me hope and I'll come with my broken umbrella. I'll come and I want to serve God with my broken umbrella. Because restoration is always better than it was before. As long as you're here, as long as you're coming, you can come with your, your broken And it starts like this. And you take the first step. And as you take the first step, God says, okay, I see. I see you doing your part. I'm going to start doing my part. 
And so God <laughs> gives you a bit of a bigger umbrella, a leopard skin umbrella. But as you keep serving God, He keeps giving you a better, and He keeps giving you a better and a better umbrella. And as you keep serving God, He gives you bigger and bigger and bigger umbrellas. Because God is not a small God in a small place. God is limited by small thinking. God wants to raise you up. If I could, I would have brought a hot air balloon. I wanted something big. Listen to me. It's time to open up your umbrella. Bible says in Psalm 78 that they could not inherit the promise of God. Listen why. Because they limited the Holy One of Israel. God is not limited. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly all that you ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in you. And that power is faith. I know somebody's going to rag me about the umbrellas. That's fine. This pastor dancing on the platform in an umbrella. Say what you want. I'll get more undignified than that. Your expectation and your trust in God, your faith in God, manifesting your reaction to His Word. Are you expecting... The abundance of rain. I can hear the sound of the abundance of rain. But if I can hear it, and the man of God says, listen, going, better go home quickly before the rain comes. It's coming. Good things are coming your way. Favor is coming your way. Many breakthroughs are coming your way. Divine restoration and recovery is coming your way. The goodness of God's going to follow you all the days of your life. It's coming your way. Are you prepared? Are you opening up your umbrella? Are you ready to receive all God's got for you? Or are you not coming to church anymore because of a, of a pandemic that's going to become an endemic? Are, are, you, are you limiting because of circumstances? Are you limiting because of, of riots? Are you limiting because of what you've seen manifest around you? Or do you believe in God? Amos 9.13, the message translation says, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once, and everywhere you look, blessings. Psalm 23, verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord, His presence forever. Watch this. Are you ready? Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man. And makes flesh his strength. You're limiting yourself to your ability. Whose heart departs from the Lord. You were once on fire. You were once committed. You were once serving. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert. This gets me every time. And shall not see when good comes. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. In other words, the person who trusts in, in themselves, person who trusts in man, will not see opportunity. Blessings. Favorable seasons. Well, pastor, <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but you know, if only I could get the, the what? The chance? What does God give you? Chance? Chance? Choices? The chance he gave you, how did you choose it? Hmm? Hmm? Have you become so clouded in negativity and doubt and fear? They don't build monuments to celebrate critics. 
They don't build statues to celebrate critics. They build statues and monuments. Not that we want monuments and statues built after us, but what I'm trying to say to you is they do that for people that have made a significant contribution in society, in life. It's people that saw the opportunity in the middle of the problem. It's people that saw the, the blessing that was wrapped up incorrectly in a, in, a, in a package that most people didn't recognize. It's a story told years ago when there was no shoes in Africa, how some people from the London, UK, England sent some a ship of, of, of people to scout out uh, and sell shoes in Africa, and he came back with all the shoes and said, no, no, nobody wears shoes there. Then another salesman came out and he said, send more stock, please. We've run out of shoes. The one saw a limitation and the other one saw an opportunity. Do you realize that opportunity is around us? We've got to trust God. We've got to believe the report of the Lord. We've got to take the first step in the right direction. We've got to seize that opportunity. The Bible says, goes on and says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be a, like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots and by the river, and will not fear when he, heat comes. I'm not going to get fearful when the one building burns down on my left and the other building burns down on my right because I'm trusting Psalm 91. And it says a thousand may fall on your one side and 10,000 on the other side, but somehow no harm shall come near you. You see, you might face some losses in life, but God's hand is always there for you and He's willing to pick you up and He's willing to restore you and He's willing to push you into a place of many breakthroughs. What are you focusing on? If I stand in my office and I look out the one window, there's a burnt building. And if I walk down the passage to go to the bathroom and I look out the other window, there's a burnt building. And guess what? I choose not to look at the negative. I choose to say, God is good. I choose to say, God is with me. I choose to say, God is for me. I choose to say that He's on my side. He'll deliver me from the snare of the fowler. When Israel was facing the Philistine Goliath, they allowed the Philistine Goliath to get them. They saw the same Goliath. They heard the same Goliath as David. But David was walking with God. David's trust was in the Lord. David realized that his life was a testimony of God's goodness and God's grace and God's mercy. And he realized, who's this uncircumcised Philistine that comes against the armies of the living God? It's time for you to stand up on the inside and say, listen, no more, devil. No more are you going to attack my family. No more are you going to attack my business. No more are you going to attack my nation. No more are you going to attack my friends. I'm telling you, God, you were for me, God. You're with me, God. You live on the inside of me. God, you've given me dominion, the right the power to govern and control and I'm taking back what the enemy has stolen what the enemy has uh, uh, looted God, I'm excited this morning because I believe the word of God oh pastor come on be realistic I will one day give you the full testimony of what has transpired in our building and happened in the last few years and how God is busy orchestrating our full deliverance restoration in many different areas of our lives I will share with you in detail one day and tell you, and people say, but why didn't you help, ask for help? Why didn't you? Why? Because, because it's necessary that you learn to trust God. It was necessary that I learned to trust God. I had a friend come to me just after the, the, the looting, and he said, just tell me how much money you need. If we can help in any way, we'll help, but you must tell me. friend. Are oh, we good? Thanks. He said, you're looking at gift horse in the mouth. I had to learn something. Not to put my trust in man. I had to learn that if somebody wants to give, they'll give. It doesn't matter. You can't twist somebody's arm to give. Oh, we can't do such a tough time. Oh, pastor, it's been difficult. <laughs> I've learned in this season that Jesus is there for me. That God is still the Alpha and the Omega. He's still the beginning and He's still the end. I've learned in the season to call upon His name, to trust Him. I've seen God deliver me before. I've seen God busy delivering me now. And I trust that He will continue to deliver me. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm not just preaching a message, man. I live this. And I want you to live it. We've got to learn to trust God. I'm supposed to close.
This is the important one I'm going to say now. Elijah says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear. Have you ever stood outside and you've watched the rain clouds come? And you can see it's already raining off in the distance. And as it gets closer, you can sort of hear the rain coming. It doesn't hit you yet. And sometimes you can even smell it. That's Elijah. I hear. I can hear. Things are going to change. But I read in the paper today. Listen. I hear. It's in the Word. I hear. I hear. When a, the CRC visionary, my leader, passed out, stood up and said, 2021 is a year of divine restoration and recovery. My first thought was, how? How? Then I realized it's not my responsibility. When God says he's going to do something, I just have to follow. See, when you trust God, you follow. When you trust in man and trust in yourself, you debate. I quickly said, okay, I agree. Divine restoration and recovery is my portion. 1 Samuel 30 verse 8, you shall pursue and recover all. 2022, a year of many breakthroughs. Just been declared. Pastor, I doesn't even declare the scripture he's going to use with that, but, but I've already found a scripture for myself, and I'll add his scripture on it. Why are you so keen and talking about finding a scripture? Because the Bible says in Jeremiah 1 verse 12 in the Amplified Translation, Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it in your life. God watches over His word. He doesn't watch over your feelings. He doesn't watch over your circumstances. He doesn't watch over your emotions. He watches over your word. So you've got to get the word on the inside and make sure that that word becomes a revelation to you that you begin to declare. Lord, you said divine recovery. I must pursue and recover all in the name of Jesus. I believe it for my life, for my household, for my family, for my business, for my career, for my, for my relations. I believe divine restoration and recovery. 1 Samuel 30 verse 8. Because God is watching over His Word. You can quote at this stage Amos 9 verse 13 in the Message Translation. Lord, you said that 2022 will be a year of many breakthroughs, Lord. And the Bible says in that Scripture that blessings everywhere, many, many blessings. You said in Psalm 23, verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. You said in your word, Father, that you will make a way where there seems to be no way. I don't care how it feels. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to hold on to your word. I'm preparing for the reign of God's blessings to come on my life. I'm preparing. I'm preparing. I'm taking out my umbrella. I'm positioning myself in your presence. I'm going to do the possible, and I'm going to see God do the impossible in the name of Jesus. God watches over His Word. The second thing I want to say is He believe. We have to believe in the Lord. 2 Chronicles 20, 20, the Bible says, Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe His prophet, the pastor in your life, and you shall prosper. You're not believing in the pastor. You're believing the pastor. Elisha. I can hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I see nothing. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again, go again, go again. We have to get back to trusting God. We have to get back to doing things God's way. I mean, in Jeremiah 17, both these men trusted in God. Both these men responded to God at a time. Both these men served God, lived with godly expectation. Both these men lived with an open umbrella, but one's heart departed from the Lord. You see, your faith and my faith is a creative force. And Elijah says to Ahab, can you hear the sound of the abundance of rain? A year of many breakthroughs. But Ahab responds, there's nothing. So Elijah says seven times, go. 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 How many people can't see the future that God has promised? 
How many of you cannot see that South Africa is a blessed nation? That KZN is a blessed province? That there's so much opportunity because we've got so many great people? That we're part of the best church in the world? You see, if you, can't stay po- if you can stay positive in a negative situation, you will win. If you can stay full of faith in a negative world, you'll win. Abraham, in Romans 4 verse 20, he said he did not waver at the promise. It doesn't mean that it didn't look like the promise wasn't coming to pass. He was almost 100 when his wife had that baby. But he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Because God is creative, don't limit Him. Trust Him. The best songs haven't been written yet. The best camera work hasn't been discovered yet. The best businesses are still in their formative stages. The best marriages are ahead of us. The greatest evangelists and pastors are still being born. Our future is bright. Our future is bright. We are made in the likeness and image of God. And God created by speaking and action followed. And we create by speaking and allowing action. We need to put the word of God in our mouths. I mean, the enemy operates by fear and he's an imitator. But God is a creator. And it's time that we as children of God Create life and live the life, not the lie. Live the life that God intended us. Proverbs 18 verse 9, the Bible says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want you to stand with me this morning. It's time to hear the promise. It's time to see the opportunity. It's time to open that umbrella. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the blessing that is coming. And although things are happening around me, I know God is in control. It's not over. I don't care who you are and what you've done and where you've been. Here in Durban, there in Belito, watching on Faith TV, Belito TV, listening to the podcast. God loves you. And He wants you to come home and He's still in control, but everything's chaos in my life. God is still in control. I'll say it again, God is still in control. Sometimes chaos is caused by ourselves. Sometimes chaos is caused by other people. Sometimes it's just life. But God will use what the enemy intended for your harm. The Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. You get back to purpose, God will turn things around because He loves you. He's still in control. He's still in control. You're still able. you still got alone. Your kingdom can't be shaken. Or overthrown. Come on, have a moment with God. Still good. You still got. Have a moment. Still holy. Get your faith back. Still on the throne. You still faithful. You still in control. Come on, just for a moment, close your eyes. Take your focus of your pain. You still got. Take your focus of your hurt. Take the focus of your fear. Can't be shaken. Or overthrown, you're still good, you're still God, you're still holy, you're still on the throne, you're still faithful, you're still in control, you're still able, you're still God alone, your kingdom can't be shaken. Or overthrown, you're still good, you're still God, you're still holy, you're still faithful.
faithful, you're still in control. You're still able, you're still God alone. Your kingdom can't be shaken or overthrown. You're still good, you're still God, you're still holy. You're still on the throne, you're still faithful, you're still in control, yeah. You're still able, you're still God alone. Your kingdom can't be shaken or overthrown. You're still good, you're still God, you're still whole, you're still good. You're still good, you're still God, you're still holy. Oh, you're good, you're good, still good, you're still God, you're still holy. You're still good, still good, you're still God, you're still holy. You're still on the throne, you're still faithful, you're still in control. You're still able, you're still God alone. Your kingdom can't be shaken or overthrown. You're still good, you're still God, you're still holy. You're still on the throne. Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around for a second. Your life is not right with God. You've never surrendered your heart to Jesus. You have, but you've wandered away. I want you to hear me today that God loves you. No matter how much the pain you're experiencing in right now, hurt, fear, confusion, God loves you. Guilt, regret, God loves you. Maybe you've never given your heart to Him, or you have, but you've wandered away. God loves you. You don't have that assurance of salvation. God loves you. While every head is bowed, every eyes closed here in Durban, there in Belito, watching on television, listening to this podcast, whatever it might be, God loves you. If your life is not right with God, give me the privilege and honor to pray with you. While believers are praying in this place quickly, that's you this morning there in Belito. Your life's not right with God. You've never given your heart to Him. You have. You've wandered away. You don't have that assurance of salvation. If that is you this morning, quickly slip up your hand high. Say, yes, you're talking to me today. I want to come back to Jesus. I want to give my heart to Christ. I want to come back to Him quickly. Come on, slip it up now in Jesus' name. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Bless you right at the back. God loves you. Thank you. Over there, thank you. Bless you, bless you. All over there, thank you, thank you. Anybody else in the middle block, quickly slip your hand high so I can see it. Say, yes, you're speaking to me. There's a stirring in my heart. Bless you at the back. Thank you. God loves you. God cares about you. Hey, this is radical. This is real. There was a time I stood before God 28 years ago, gave my heart to Christ. Changed the trajectory of my life. You haven't yet raised your hand. You're in Durban, they're in Belito. Maybe you're driving in your car, listening this morning on Facebook, YouTube. Come on, right there in your home. Slip up your hands. Say, yes, you're talking to me. They're in Belito. Come on. Bless you. Thank you. Quickly. Jesus' name. Quickly, quickly, quickly. There's a stirring. That's God speaking. That's God speaking to you. In Jesus' name. I want you all to look at me, please. If you raised your hand or you should have raised your hand, I want to pray with you personally. So I'm going to ask you, please, still adhering to all COVID regulations, the masks on, etc. If that is you, you raised your hand here in this building, there in Belito, watching on television, maybe stand up off that couch. And those in the buildings, I'm going to ask you to step out of your chair. Come meet me here at the front quickly, please. Ashes will help you. Bring your personal belongings. Come on, your love, your encouragement will help people to come. Come on, come. Come on, come this morning in Jesus' name. Come on, you're still faithful. You're still in control. Come on. But it starts by you surrendering to Him. Come on, come. You raised your hand. You should have raised your hand. Come on, young person, older person, whoever you are, person there in Belito. Come on. Come, 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 come. Come on, come, come. Come on, clap, CRC. Encourage, encourage. Your love, your encouragement. Say to that brother, say to that sister next to you, I'll walk with you, man. I'll stand with you. Come on, it's time to give your heart to Jesus. Come on. Come on, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. There's still more. Come on, come. 
Come on, it's time. They're in your home. They're in Belito this morning. Come on. Get off that chair. Say, today I give my heart to Christ. Today I surrender to you. Come on. We'll clap. We'll wait for you. Come on. Come, come, come. You're still good. You're still God. You're still holy. You're still on the throne. You're still faithful. You're still in control. You're still able. You're still God alone. Your kingdom can't be shaken or overthrown. You're still good. You're still God. You're still holy. Before I pray, before I pray, why do you want to keep struggling? Why? Why? Why are you vacillating between, is he God, is he not God? Because you're facing some challenges? The only time you're not going to face challenges is when you get to heaven. John 16, 33 says, in this world you have tribulations, trials, setbacks, challenges. In me you have peace. Then he goes on to say, I've overcome the world. So in Christ you have peace and you overcome. But the only way to have peace is in him. And the only way to have overcome is in him. I don't believe in going to front and, 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 and based on what Bible verse don't you believe in going to front? Because based on what Bible verse did you go and buy a McDonald's? Hmm? Your life is not right with God. Listen to me nicely. Maybe you've been in church for a long time but just because you're in church it doesn't make you a Christian. My father can quote the Bible better than most Christians can quote the Bible, and he doesn't even know if God exists. And he's seen miracle upon miracle. He's supposed to have died four times in the last year. Four major surgeries with COVID. ICU for 40 days. In a coma, 17 days. Had his leg amputated. We prayed for him day in, day out. He's still living. Not sure if God exists. Just because you can quote the Bible doesn't mean you're Christian. Just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. Just like just because you were born in a wimpy doesn't make you a hamburger. Listen to me today. If your life is not right with God, I don't care where you are, God loves you. Just get out of your chair. Take the first step. You don't even have to clap. Just take the first step. Maybe you're embarrassed. Say to the person, just grab the person's hand next to you. Say, walk with me. We can wash hands later, but walk with me. I need to get right with God. Because it starts taking the first step and giving yourself to Jesus. Come on. I know there are still people here in this building. They're in Belito. Come on, come quickly. Quickly, I want to pray. I want to pray. I want to close the service, but come. I want to push it. I want to push it. Come, come, come. Say to that person, it's time. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to give ourselves back to God. We're going to serve God. Come on, I know there's still more. Maybe they're all in Belito, but come, 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 come. Come in Jesus' name. Come on, come, come, come. I know there's still more. Come, 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 come. Come, it's worth it for one, but I know there's more. Come, 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 come. I know there's more. Come, 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 come in Jesus' name. Come on, man. Come on. Start living life from God's vantage point. Start living life from God's vantage point. God loves you. Every one of you there in Belito, Faith TV. Belito TV, God loves you. Listening on the podcast, God loves you. Let me say this, get back to church. First day of the month, Sunday. First part of the day we give to Him. Set our week up right. What a privilege and honor to pray with each one of you. Just put your hand upon your heart. The rest of us in the church, let's lift our hands towards you. We're going to all pray this prayer together there in Belito. Come on, pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, today I choose to believe that you are the Son of God, that you died for my sins, that you rose from the grave to give me life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life and take my, your rightful place as my Lord and Savior. Guide me, guard me, keep me, and use me. For your glory in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for each one that prayed that prayer here in this building. They're in Belito this morning. 
on television. Father, what you've begun in their lives, I pray that you will complete. May we hear great testimonies of how the trajectory of people's lives was changed. For your glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.